0: Hey guys, it's February 16th, 2020. Uh, thank you for listening. This is the pilot episode of the Blow the Whistle podcast with all Abraham and... I'm Josh Dunham. And we just talk about sports, whatever's really on our mind. And yeah, let's get right into it. So I was thinking about talking about the dunk contest because that was pretty controversial.
1: I mean... You watch a great dunk contest, and then you read things online where it says Candace Parker came out and said that it was supposed to be a tie, mm-hmm. that the the uh, the judges were going to score the dunks to where Aaron Gordon got to 48 points. But, obviously, that's not what happened. So someone between Scottie Pippen, Chadwick Bozeman, and Dwayne Wade took it into their own hands and didn't give Aaron Gordon the 10 that he was supposed to wait. I mean, I know people aren't going to like that. Someone did that, but me, I love it. I love the drama. I love the issues. Cause look, one of the three of them knew this is going to stir up controversy. This is going to stir up great topics to talk about. And so now they're doing exactly what they want. They got us over here, and the world talking about how this dunk contest was taken or stolen from Aaron Gordon, that Derek Jones Jr. didn't deserve it, and quite frankly, I love that D Wade decided to take this into his own hands <laughs> and change the narrative.
0: Dude, i I think it's it. I think it's crazy. Uh, you know, it's it's attention for all of them, but I didn't think that. They'd think it'd be, you know, this as exciting as, a, you know, of a of a dunk contest. You get, because after 2016, 2017, where Glenn Robinson won, 2018, with Don Mitchell winning, and 2019, with Hamdou Diallo, they were underwhelming, especially after the 2016 performance with Aaron Gordon
1: and Zach Levine. I mean, it's hard. To live up to that hype. That oh, yeah. 2016 dunk contest. goaded. I mean, it's right up there with the 19, I think it was 88, of Michael Jordan versus. Uh, Dominique. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the best dunk contests ever.
0: Oh, they were shown out.
1: I, I mean, think- the the Orlando mascots uh, dunk with Aaron Gordon going up over the top of him while he's on. A hoverboard? Uh, a hoverboard was insane. I will never forget that dunk. That was the only useful
0: time I saw a hoverboard being used.
1: <laughs> Other than that. I and yet, somehow, Aaron Gordon gets robbed. Oh, yeah. I mean, Aaron Gordon has showed out in the dunk contest year after year. And this was and even
0: before when he was in high school. Oh, yeah. When he was in Arizona. You knew he was a talented dunker. Obviously, he's more than just that, especially, you know, being in the NBA since 2014.
1: And, and to think about it, he's only, I think, uh, 24. Yes. I think it's what they said last night on the on the broadcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, that insane. Like, he's been in the league since he was a teenager. He only spent one year at the University of Arizona. He's a talented guy, but he just doesn't get enough credit.
0: Especially in Orlando, uh, quote-unquote, where draft picks go to die. That's what I call it. Uh, I mean,
1: Orlando's had its its glory years with like with Shaquille yeah. and with Dwight, but they've never done anything with those teams. Mm-hmm. So Aaron Gordon's getting that same kind of treatment where he's in Orlando. He he puts up good numbers. He doesn't play bad basketball, but it's just you're in Orlando. You're not really going to get the attention that someone, say, is playing for like the Miami Heat. Like, uh, Kendrick Nunn probably gets more publicity mm-hmm. than Aaron Gordon.
0: Than Vucevic, and he was an All-Star last year. He's not flashy. And that's why he's not an All-Star this year. I, don't get me wrong. Like, I think a lot of players on the Orlando Magic team have potential, but I feel like a lot of them need a new change in scenery. Jonathan Isaac, he's lanky. I think he's a t- 6'10, 6'10 and a half. Shoots, dribbles, does basically anything. He can guard any position. He's like an Andre Karolinko. Uh, you got Mobamba, which I'm not too sure about. I guess he hasn't had enough playing time. It's kind of hard beating the starting role with Vucevic. But I'm still surprised they haven't traded him so that way they can develop young talent because they don't. I don't see any playoff hopes with them anytime soon with the squad they have right now. They have Terrence Ross, DJ Augustine, Jonathan Isaac, Aaron Gordon, and Vucevic. They have talented, they have talent, but they're just not getting it done. You know, the Eastern conference for the last three years has just been getting stronger and stronger. And, I just think Orlando needs to blow it up and start again.
1: I mean, Aaron Gordon for his career has averaged like 14 points per game. It's not anything like flashy or impressive. Mm-hmm. As a 24-year-old, that's good. As a 24-year-old, it's, it's really not that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he averages 14.2 a game this year. But again, he's being overshadowed in the state of Florida in itself. By a rookie in Kendrick Nunn who averages 15. They have similar assist numbers. Undrafted. Um, undrafted Kendrick Nunn, that is true. But like, it, it's stuff like that. It's it's hard to w- fall in love with a guy who plays for the Orlando Magic.
0: That only gets real publicity every couple of years when he appears in a dunk contest.
1: I mean, going back to the gun- dunk contest... It was not a good night for Dwight Howard let's just put it his first dunk I think maybe got him like forty one points and then his second got forty nine but I'm pretty sure that was a sympathy thing
0: oh yeah because he, the Kobe he jumped you
1: he jumped from inside of the uh the jump ball circle when yeah. they do it at the free throw line mm-hmm. he did it from inside there and it was just a lot from behind the backboard while he had the Superman cape on I mean I don't think that was anything impressive, and I, I know that if the judges were colluding during the finals, they had to have been colluding pretty much the whole night. Mm-hmm. So That was probably one where they colluded to try and give Dwight Howard a good score. They knew he probably wasn't going to make the finals after his first dunk only got 41. Uh-huh. Although I thought it was funny. Uh, his first dunk, he did the uh, the, the full extension yeah. and uh, reverse. Where he was like staring at the judges, he had like the creepiest smile <laughs> yeah. I've ever seen. Just looking down at
0: the. Dwight's just such a happy, happy camper. Like you don't see him in like a, like a negative attitude.
1: And, like, I, I, think that, I think that I think that's a part of his resurgence in LA this year. He's yeah. just having a good time. I don't. Think... And I'm happy. It's it's been crazy. You know. I don't. I don't him. have an issue with it, but I, him going into the dunk contest. I mean, I don't think he really had that great of a showing.
0: You know who did? Pat Connington.
1: Oh, that dude. God As a white guy him. myself, I loved watching that. White men can jump. He pulled out that. And did you see his uh, his picture on his shirt? Was a picture of his he, teammates? Yeah. Uh, I love that.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, I didn't even notice until the replay that, like, when, while he was jumping over Giannis... He hit the backboard and then dunked it. That takes an insane amount of athleticism.
1: Giannis is like, in himself, is like 6'11".
0: Which is crazy to clear. Especially at 6'5".
1: Oh, going back to Aaron Gordon. Mm. Can you believe he chose to dunk over Taco Fall? 7'5"? And like, granted, Taco kind of bent over just like a slight little bit. But yeah. the only reason he hit Taco is Taco's hands went up after he let go of the ball. Yeah, I, he would have cleared him without
0: it. And those are some big old hands. Like
1: and it's think, not
0: easy to clear six five plus what twelve inches, twelve inch giant hands.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's not his fault. Like I don't blame him for hitting seven five and then like probably a six seven eight. Virtually, he cleared it. I'd say he cleared it. I'd say he's got insane hops because I think if Derek Jones Jr. tried that same dunk, he wouldn't have made it over.
0: Oh, oh of course not. And I'm I, not dis- we're not discrediting uh Derek Jones
1: Jr. No, he's, he's got he's got bounce. <laughs> For sure got emphasize bounce. Emphasize bounce because he is a mad dunker.
0: He's like those professional dunkers you see on uh, YouTube and Instagram and stuff.
1: Well, here's a talking point. Mm. Did D-Wade throw the dunk contest to a Miami Heat player? Was D-Wade the one that colluded and then decided to stir the controversy, stir the pot? Think think about that one for a little bit.
0: It's it's hard to tell, but then again, he he was affiliated with the Heat. He wants to see I, I'd understand if he wanted a heat player to win it you well, know and, bam and... won the skills challenge earlier that night and maybe uh, I, I you know we're human I wouldn't be surprised if he had the thought of man wouldn't it be cool to have two heat players win three of the challenges this like tonight it would it would be dope you know even, I'm not even a Miami heat fan but I'd understand if you'd want that. I mean, if it was two trailblazers, like if I th- I Myers th- Leonard cause was.
1: Because um, during the broadcast of the three-point contest right before Duncan Robinson went, after Bam had already won the skills competition, you could hear D. Wade say, you know what you need to do. So it, it, it stirs up controversy that he definitely wanted three Miami guys to win every contest, in my opinion. And I love that Cand- Candace Parker was the one that called it out, saying that they were supposed to have common scores. And so, so throughout for, so for D Wade, yeah. For,
0: so, like, you couldn't, for the audience, so like a judge couldn't have like a four and then another have a
1: 10. Well, no, the, the whole idea Candace Parker said was that they wanted in the finals, in the dunk off, the two dunk dunk off to get the same scores. And then suddenly D Wade throws a nine in there. Uh I just—it think... it makes you think. Could we have seen a Miami Heat collusion last night?
0: <sighs> Honestly, I, I'm happy for Derek Jones Jr. You know oh. he lost two years ago in
1: the 2018 dunk contest. Yeah, and he's—he yeah. he threw down some really good dunks. The the between the legs. Uh, mm-hmm. Over one person off the backboard—that yeah. was sick.
0: Oh, the just uh,
1: just below the free throw line uh, windmill dunk. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I think I think that was something that he. I think it, I think it's interesting that Aaron Gordon's lost to a guy who pretty much did the same dunk because Zach Levine did an extremely similar dunk where he mm. took off on the free throw line yeah. and did a windmill. You know, seeing it
0: now. Zach Levine, ah, man, I've been saying Aaron Gordon was robbed. And then, like, one side of me thinks he was, but on the other side, Zach Levine, like, doing a windmill dunk from damn near the free throw line. That, like, if you see that in person, that's the thing, is watching these dunk contests in person, you get a whole different perspective and whole different idea. Of how good the dunk really was, I could say like a painting. Like if I see like the Mona Lisa in person, I'd be like, "Holy crap! Like this art is dope." But if I see it on a you know piece of paper or like on my laptop, I'm gonna be like, "All right, Mona Lisa, that's that's cool." Uh, I just think (sighs) he. A.G. deserved it. As, you know, he's he's waited four years. If But at the same time, if he went next year in 2017 or 2018, he would have won it regardless. There's no competition.
1: I mean, Donovan Mitchell does the same dunk every single time. Every single time. Every.
0: <laughs> you know, <it's, laughs> I think it's funny you, know, you say that because when utah was playing well when portland was playing at utah a couple weeks ago some some dude tweeted that he does virtually the same dunk every single time that like freak athletic you know like one-handed dunk with his right hand he does it a lot in game like it's in his dunk package on 2K. Like, that's how frequently he does it.
1: It's like he only has one dunk package. <laughs> and he just uses he, the same thing over yeah, and over and over, it. And over again. <sighs> I, think, I think it was... Uh, if you were to go on the dunk contest last night, based off jerseys alone, Derek Jones Jr. wins. I mean, those, oh, 100%. those jerseys are sick. And Aaron Gordon, I don't know if that was the greatest outfit choice. I mean... That Orlando gray is kind of like the ugliest uniform for an Orlando. Like, Orlando has their colors of black, blue, and white. And then chose to go with something that doesn't even make sense. It looked like a Phoenix Suns-esque jersey, in my opinion. And from there, like, I mean, he had already lost in my book. So, for him to troop it out, try his best, I give him a lot of credit, because battling back from that 2016 dunk contest where he felt like he was robbed, he felt like, you know, I have something to prove, and then he came out in 2017, I think, and people kept saying, oh, well, Aaron Gordon's lost his touch, and Aaron Gordon can't dunk anymore, and I think he proved a lot of people wrong, I think... I mean, he's a great dunker. I think the NBA has to agree with that. And uh, Taco Fall said that that was not planned either. So for him to come up with that unscripted was awesome. I absolutely love the creative genius mind that he thought up. And you have to give him a lot of credit. And then you have to go back and think... Wow. This man was robbed. I think D-Wade owes him a personal apology. Preach, my boy. Preach.
0: All right, so segueing into the next segment. All-star game. What are you what's your thoughts? on the upcoming All-Star game?
1: I mean, I think it could be interesting. I think my whole thought process with the All-Star game moving forward, now that it's going to be like you play three quarters, and then after three quarters you take the total score from the winning team, and then you add 24 points, and that's the final score that you have to reach. So technically the losing team could still get there, but they'll probably have to make some sort of comeback. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that they went to this method. I mean, I get it. Like Kobe died this year, and like that's tragic. Like obviously, he will he'll be missed. Like, you know, respect. That's 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 my go. I mean, that's that's a guy that changed the game of basketball. I mean, I don't sit around throwing paper balls in the trash cans, screaming out, "Oh, LeBron!" Or I'm like, no, oh, Steph Curry. I'm like, no, it's no, like, Kobe
0: that's how much he changed the entire world like he's a household name not only in the states but in europe in asia in australia all all these other continents besides north america he's that, like that's how much he's changed the game but like, he's so famous in china too
1: my like, only issue with what they're doing this year is do they do this every year from now on? I mean, I know that they changed the All-Star Game MVP name to the Kobe Bryant All-Star MVP, which I thought was a great move by Commissioner Silver. He he does a great job as, as NBA's commissioner. But my problem is, moving forward, Like, does someone have to die every year, and then do we take their jersey number, and mm-hmm. that's that's the points that we add on? Yeah. Or are we going back to the old format? Like, I think this is something that... I mean, it's great for one year. Yeah. But in the longevity of the All Star game, like, I don't know if this was the best move to make to changing the rules to the All Star game. Well, my thing is, there's never been a
0: death that has affected the league so much since, I'd say, Len Bias, when he was drafted number one overall and then, you know, died of a, was it overdosing on cocaine, I believe? Something like that so we've never really had to think about how the league would change all these all these rules i guess it's not really that big of a deal like when it comes to changing the entire format of the game and the trophy because the all-star game and it, it only happens in one weekend out of the whole year out of 365 days so it it's not really that big compared to, you know, if they change the six man award or like, you know, the MVP award. But I think it's um it that's really something we gotta think about. Is it just gonna be for one year? Cause I I think if they're gonna change the format or at least the you know the MVP award. Because it's not named after anybody, so it's not that big a deal. They should do it forever.
1: I, I agree. That's I, that's something. That's, I, think, I think if you're really going to hone in on Kobe's legacy during the All-Star weekend and you're really going to apply it, I think that you have to keep the All-Star game consistent every single year to honor the legacy that he built. But the problem is, is the NBA is a business. Mm-hmm. And they always love to change things up. And they love to do these things. And it makes me a little nervous because I think it would be awesome every single year we come to All-Star Weekend. Like, that's a major tribute in a huge weekend of basketball.
0: This is not just any weekend. This is not
1: Christmas Day. This is the best of the best going head-to-head.
0: This is not NBA opening week in you know, a week. This is the All-Star Weekend. This is where every single, you know, perennial player in the NBA comes to have the biggest game I'd say of the year besides the finals, obviously, these are every star from almost every team. These are legends in the making, playing in one
1: game. This is a- I, the, the All Star Game's got some great. It's had always had great matchups, like like MJ Kobe and Kobe LeBron,
0: Shaq like, and David Robinson. You'd say. Even Scottie Pippen and
1: Alex English. I mean, it brings guys together. Like, like after, after Durant and uh, Westbrook went their separate ways and everyone Man. thought that they hate each other. But in reality... Russ threw Durant a lob during the All-Star game. It was like, oh my gosh. Like, the nostalgia. I think the All-Star game always adds an extra little wrinkle. Brings people together. And I would love for them to keep the all-star game consistent where every single year it's three quarters of playing basketball. And then you play to 24 to honor Kobe Bryant.
0: I think, I think that'd be fair, but only for this year. And I know this sounds kind of messed up saying this, but you got to keep it, you know, consistent after this year, because if let's say another death happens, you know, are they going to change, like, the All-Star format again? Or are they going to change another award? And I'm not saying this is a bad thing. These are, these are just some accolades. They don't, like, change anybody's day-to-day lives.
1: Well, I know this sounds bad, but say someone dies over the summer. Mm. I think it'd be an interesting time for Adam Silver to throw out the midseason tournament in honor of that person. Is that bad of me to say? Maybe. But I think that the NBA will always have things that they can add and change they can make. And I think Silver does a good job of of displaying those changes. And that's why I like the
0: NBA over the NFL. You know, they it, it seems Adam Silver actually cares for these players. You know, granted, Kobe Bryant is was third on the all-time scoring list. This is no, you know, bench warmer compared to the NFL, where I feel like they wouldn't... They, they would, you know, have a tribute and stuff like that, but not on the level that Adam Silver would make it. They are He actually fights for these guys. The flexibility he gives them for the NFL... I mean, the NBA Players Association. Like, he's done a lot of good within the last six, seven years he's been commissioner.
1: I think if you took a poll across America of the three big sports of baseball, football, and basketball, I think almost 60% of the vote would be that the best commissioner of the three would be Adam Silver. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's tough right now, too, because Goodell, people don't really like him. And then Mm -hmm. in baseball, there's a bunch of people angry at Rob Manfred and the Astros cheating scandal. Oh, yeah. So I think think Adam Silver making this move right now just solidified himself as – America's favorite commissioner at the moment. Let's let's talk a little bit about the Astros,
0: because I'm I'm not the biggest baseball guy, but cheating, you know. Like I know they got caught, but let's be honest. All of I know this is a you know a bold statement to make, or depending on the way you see it, all baseball teams cheat somehow, some way. They're just the ones who got caught. I know they won a national championship in 2017 after, you know, hurricane, uh, after the hurricane, but all, let's, let's be honest. I feel like all baseball teams cheat.
1: I feel like all baseball teams cheat, and, like, that's an accurate statement. But at the same time, no one took it to the level that the Astros got caught for. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying like, to defend the like Astros, but, like... Commissioner Manfred came out and said he knew <laughs> that the, Ast- the Astros specifically told him, because in all his wisdom, he thought it'd be a great idea. A great idea to give the Astros players immunity. <laughs> that is so stupid. And yet he thought, oh, this is a great idea. If I give them immunity, they'll just tell me whatever I want to hear. That's and he thing. just believed it. He, they they told him <laughs> they thing. used buzzers in 17 and 18, but not 19. Because you know what? Like, we we figured out we were wrong.
0: We, went we hadn't
1: been caught yet, but we were wrong. We shouldn't be doing this. We were this. sinning. We
0: went to the Lord. We we're like, we ain't going to sin no more. We are going to play fair.
1: Jesus. <laughs> oh, that's such a joke. I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, what person, like, if the cops came to you, and said, you know what, you've committed three murders that we believe. We'll give you immunity for two of them. And if you tell us the truth, that you didn't do it on the third one, and there's a pattern there, we're going to believe you. We're not even going to look at the evidence. We're not going to care about what other people are saying. You told us you didn't commit that third murder, so you have to be correct. No! No one would believe you. I mean, that's just stupid. And yet, they got away with it. They get to keep their 2017 championship, even though they told them they were cheating. Point blank. I mean, he came out and said, I mean, if I strip them of their title, is that really that big a deal? I mean, rings, they're just pieces of metal. Who cares? I mean, this is. I mean, my thing is, can the Dodgers and the Yankees sue the commissioner for negligence? I mean, this is ridiculous. How do you, as a commissioner of a professional sport in America, just let it happen? This this is
0: not just like any sport. This isn't like, no, no offense to rugby, but like you know, the amount of influence baseball has had on this country is immeasurable. It's it's insane. To even begin. And like, I don't even pay attention to baseball. But going forward, this is going to change the history of the MLB. Because if you don't... Like, like, let's say, for example... Oh, this one celebrity, you know, murders some random person. They're like, oh, you know, he's a celebrity. We're just not going to, you know, press him like a regular person, because a regular person doesn't have the resources to hire the number one lawyers and stuff like that. I think this is a bad decision on the commissioner. He should have never asked him. I mean, he should have never uh, told him that they'll have immunity if they just tell him the truth. He should have had just a whole investigation going on. Because if you don't, enforce these rules no one's gonna care nobody's gonna take you seriously look at the ncaa bro they take that crap real seriously like the fab five like their championship stripped away reggie bush and usc stripped that national championship away because they broke the rules that they (laughs) agreed
1: to reggie bush isn't even allowed to talk with Current USC players. Like earlier this year, US, USC, um, I think Pete Carroll's fine. I mean, Pete Carroll left. Yeah. So oh, kind of, current USC players. Though. Yeah, like current USC, current USC players. Reggie Bush did a game on Fox earlier this year when USC was playing in the Coliseum. And a USC player scored and Reggie Bush was behind the end zone. And the USC player went to go dap up Reggie Bush. And a USC official like pushed him away from Reggie Bush. That's how Acting like he's some type of disease or something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I'm not saying I agree with that decision, but I like the conviction that people have. Like, you're standing up for what you believe in. Manfred's just over here like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, I know they did something wrong, but what am I going to do? I gave them immunity. Like, <laughs>
0: what? No, none of – None of the MLB owners are going to take that dude seriously from now now going forward for the rest of MLB history until they have a new commissioner that enforces these rules, like, more strictly. And I'm not saying, you know, he doesn't enforce every single rule. You know, it was probably the only time he slipped up.
1: I mean, I think it's funny he came out and said that Uh, there's going to be more swift punishment for pitchers who intentionally throw at people and hit people in games. So, if people throw at the people that play for Houston that knowingly cheated, you know, those people are going to be more severely punished than the people who actually cheated. Oh, well. Okay. Okay. Now on to something that I am actually very, very excited about. Please. The XFL. Woo! I love this idea. Eight teams, shorter schedule, great content. Great content. I actually watched a full XFL game today. For real? Yeah, the the, the Dallas Renegades against the uh er yeah, I think it's the, the Dallas Renegades against the LA team. Mm-hmm.
0: LA Wildcats.
1: Awesome, awesome content. Old. I love that they put the point spread on the broadcast to start the game, and Dallas covered today. Great stuff. Good we good teams win. Great teams cover. Retweet, retweet.
0: I think it's super dope how they get to interview them, like these players, right after a score or. Uh, like a loss of downs, oh, I, I think it's fabulous.
1: I loved, I loved the Matt in, uh interview yesterday at the half uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> when he said we need to change the whole offensive game plan, and then he got benched. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wonder why changing the whole, change the whole
1: playbook. What? We're gonna change our whole game plan. <laughs> I'm not gonna be on the field. <laughs> I I think it's so awesome. And I think the XFL capitalized on a great market because there's a lot of people who love the game of football and would love to watch it year round.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, to have week one, the week after the Super Bowl, genius marketing. The, oh yeah, the people who are the people who are upstairs, the people who are in charge of this league, mm-hmm. have such a good eye on what people actually want to watch.
0: Oh yeah, the, could the marketing. You, team could you
1: imagine fabulous. the NFL? You can just listen. to to belichick on his thoughts on the game i thought i thought oh i i just i wouldn't leave my seat there was some there was some awesome content in there uh dallas scores and then gets a three and out and then uh on after the punt return mid punt return they interviewed dallas's head coach on the sideline i mean that is elite (laughs) content right there and the best part was is the, the radio comes through on one frequency. So uh-huh. it came through on their offen- – the, the teams have two channels, an offensive and a defensive channel mm-hmm. that, they, that they do radio frequencies that get to the helmets. Yeah. And he said, hey, uh, hey, guys in the booth, you're messing up my offensive frequency. Let's switch to defense. Mid-interview, Bob Stoops. Awesome. Just electric stuff. He told – not only <laughs> – are oh, we interviewing the coach? But the coach is sitting here telling, "Hey ESPN, we gotta switch frequencies. This isn't okay. You're messing with my <laughs> offense." I mean, that is elite so ESPN level stuff, right GTFO, there. GTFO, bro! Get out
0: of my way, because we're trying to win some football games. I think, I think it's hilarious. Imagine like coaching this XFL team for multiple weeks, probably months, just to get fired after the first week that's what happened to pepper johnson with the la wildcats and i just think that's awful i feel so bad for the dude probably should call him salty johnson because i know he was hurt
1: after getting fired how'd you get fired on your day off (laughs) like well i I think i think it's funny because the first week they gave up like 27 points on defense and it was basically just because i couldn't stop a run straight up the middle and so in the second half, someone in the someone in the locker room because they were only up the score was three to three at the half, mm-hmm. and someone must have told Bob Stoops to tell his offensive coordinator, "Hey, just run the ball up the middle," because they uh they have, I think it's a, an Auburn running back, Cameron Artist Cameron Artist Payne. Mm-hmm. In the second half, the dude just gashed him straight up the middle. They scored two touchdowns in which both times all he did was run straight up the middle and then he cut out to the corner. Oh, I mean, he made athletic plays to get to the end zone. But it's like someone must have told him, hey, if we run the ball right up the middle, they're not very good at defending it.
0: I mean, might as well just rinse and repeat if it's just going to. If they're not going to change their game plan or, like, their game plan doesn't work.
1: Oh, and I love that you can hear the offensive play calls as they come in Mm -hmm. because the L.A. team got down to the uh, five-yard line. They ran it up the middle to about the two, Mm -hmm. and the offensive play caller doesn't call in an actual play. All he said was, oh, I think his name's James Johnson, the quarterback. He goes, okay, James, we're going to run the same play. Same thing up the middle. Same thing. (laughs) No play call. Just same thing. <laughs> so, how about for the other team? Like,
0: does the defense coordinator not like get to listen through the prod the broadcast, like what's going on for the offense?
1: No, he, he he doesn't get to listen. They don't get to listen to both sides. That's where it comes down to one frequency, yeah. I think, and both teams have their own frequency. That way, you're not colluding. And I think it was awesome because at one point, the LA uh, head coach is on there, and he's like. What are we running on defense? and you can hear that right as the uh, the Dallas guy goes, okay, same thing right up the middle. <laughs> same thing. we're gonna run right up the middle and the LA coach goes, what are we in right now? This isn't working.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: okay, we're gonna change it to this still didn't work, but it's great to hear that they're trying to make those adjustments mid play and we as the as the viewers can hear that right away.
0: oh oh most definitely. I and think...
1: I, I love the new kickoffs because having, having is, a, this is the five, sec- five yards apart. And then the kicker's yeah, at the. The kickers you know, are like the forty or the thirty. Yeah. And so. he has to he has to kick, and because of the touchback rules, mm-hmm. he has to kick it past the twenty, but he doesn't want to kick it into the end zone, or else they get it automatically at the thirty-five. I think. Oh God, that's awful. And it's just so awesome because it's like a schoolyard type deal where it's like, okay, you're gonna line up five yards away. The second that guy catches the ball, we're hitting. And I love the XFL for all of this. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think I've seen one targeting call. I don't think I've seen one illegal hit. Like, they just let the guys go after each other. They're just letting them boys play. And they know exactly what the viewers want. Because it has been electric.
0: They call it the XFL for a reason. Like, uh, some dude... This is the XFL uh, over a decade ago. He had a concussion... About a week ago, this is a quarterback, and then he plays again. He's like, let me tell you two things. Is this or is this not the NFL? Uh, XFL, sorry. And he's like, am I or am I not messed up in the head? I am, but I'm still going to play some football. <laughs> and I know that sounds dumb from a health standpoint, but that's pretty entertaining. <laughs> Let's be honest. That's, that's pretty I – think, I think it's comedy. I think it's comedy. But it's also insightful. You get to, you feel like you're on the field. You feel like you're a part of the team. Like during these interviews, when you hear these play calls, because a lot, not, not, it's not every day you get to be hired on an NFL team or an XFL team or just any major sports team. So to be a part of that, that's what makes the XFL so great. And I think they're going to be here for decades to come. And I know it's bold to say, but so far, they're making moves, and they're not in competition with the NFL. I'm pretty sure they're much—they're already better than the CFL. No offense to any CFL players that are listening.
1: I think I think it helps that when you want to watch an XFL game, you flip to either. Uh... ABC, CBS, NBC, or ESPN—like those are the four channels. I was surprised that are mainline viewing sports channels. These are not like Like any. This this isn't the CFL playing on like NBC, CSN, or Or, like or Lifetime. Yeah, or the Travel Channel. Yeah, like we're 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 getting prime time and we get good announcers too. I love it. Like Pat McAfee calling during a punt. Awesome content, I love it so much.
0: He's a, he's the a face of the league. Sorry, Cardell Jones, if you' listening, bro. Pat McAfee's the face of the league. Even if he retires after second week, he's he's gonna be goaded. Like he's already in the XFL Hall of Fame after one game.
1: I mean, it's true. <laughs> I I think that. I mean, I love. Uh, Marquette King punts it down to the one. Then his guy oh, hits hope. it out of bounds. Pat McAfee yes. rushes over the sidelines. <laughs> like, what were you doing, man? And the guy goes, I thought he touched it. I wanted a touchdown. He goes, I respect that. <laughs> like that's just awesome. The
0: connections punters and kickers have with each other, like you know how like corners they they want to rip each other's guts out, like or oh. running backs, like they hate each other. Wide receivers. They're just like Alf mailing it out. Like they don't, they don't like each other. Punters and kickers, they're like, bro, we just kick the ball. We, we're bros, bro. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, bro. Like him and uh him uh what a McAfee and Vinatieri. They're not in competition with each other, compared to, you know, Josh, uh, Josh Norman or like other corners or when, like Josh Gordon was with the Pats. Like, he wasn't in competition with any of the other receivers, even though he was the most athletically gifted, the best wide receiver, no offense to Julian Elbin. But punters and kickers, they just have this connection. They're just like, shit, we're just glad to be here. Like, we're we're competitive, but, like, we don't really change the outcome of the game like that.
1: Could you imagine being at an NFL practice and you just get to hang out with Pat McAfee all day?
0: Oh, I'd pay him $1,000.
1: No, I mean, it's like, it's like Pat McAfee's your punter, but the dude is hilarious. And so for all of practice, what does he do? Maybe hit, like, six punts, you know, work on maybe, like, where he needs to be, watch a little film. But other than that, like, he's just sitting around doing nothing. And he gets paid top dollar to do it. That's... that's... I mean, you might practice, like, your holds, you know, for kicks, mm-hmm. but, like you can't really do that for like an hour at a time and you can't really punt for an hour at a time. like, (laughs) dude, it must be. Homie has a leg
0: too. Like, like imagine making it to the NFL, making millions and then wanting to quit. Usually NFL players go broke after around five to seven years now, he hasn't been retired for that long, but just the fact that he's made a brand out of his own name and like he's successful broadcasting, he doesn't need the NFL. Like, obviously, he probably doesn't make that much money, but like the amount of influence he has on
1: sports, it just—I I love when people are just able to own their personality, yeah, and just run with it. Like, don't you, it's
0: just amazing these players. Like, cause you don't think these players, oh, they have, per- they don't have
1: personalities. Yeah, we don't, we don't watch to see their personalities. You know, this isn't a reality TV show. We watch to yeah. watch football. This is not the real house. But Housewives then someone the comes land. out, and I mean, you listen to people like Pat McAfee, and you, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's hilarious. Like, there's nothing better than watching him on College Game Day and just jumping off of a boat into a, in Waco. Like, that is hilarious. Why
0: do you think we love Chad Ochocinco Johnson so much? It's cause he's so open. He's the – he's for the people. Like, he's so entertaining. Like, he's just – this crazy thing, he's just being himself. He's being – you know, he's loving. hes I mean, this doesn't have to do with Pat McAfee just by the fact that, like, more – the more players are themselves, you know, the more NFL fans love him. And and I mean, that's,
1: why, that's why I think the XFL is so great because it's like – uh, James Johnson throws a touchdown to Nelson Spruce who used to play for the Rams, but had a bunch of injuries. So now he's trying to make his comeback in the XFL. <laughs> the lady from ESPN runs down onto the field <laughs> as they're about to lo- as they're getting ready to huddle up for their, their, uh, their conversion. <laughs> and she's like, what did you see there? He goes,
0: just wheezing.
1: Caught Touchdown. <laughs> That's it. That's all he said. <laughs> and it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they're just straight up too I feel like at a point oh and I love I love whenever uh, a QB throws an interception like uh, I can't remember who it is from Dallas through his second interception that the game mm-hmm. uh, Landry his last name's Landry Landry Jones uh, Landry Jones yeah that's it From been, I'm <laughs> and, pretty sure and, he and played he come, for Pittsburgh and the announcer comes over and goes so uh, what would you see there and he goes well I tried to throw a seam pass and um, just didn't work <laughs> Just what can work. You, what would you say this is more of a, a physical thing or a mental thing or what what did you see th- what happened there and he goes i mean it's the same thing over and over again you know i got to be better i i underthrew it and that's my fault i mean these people are angry at themselves oh, oh. and then you got a guy with a camera and a microphone saying oh, what would you do wrong so, you're know pissed out yeah uh, see it's
0: bittersweet that they have like in the Perspective of, or the point of view of uh, these players, because in order to build their brand and like be more public, publicly known through the XFL, they have to have these interviews. So it's a trade off. You get embarrassed, but people get to know you more.
1: Like I, I didn't know I, much I didn't, of
0: Landry Jones. I didn't know much of.
1: Uh, oh, and some of these guys in the XFL are out of shape. Like, clearly have not. They're just like, big. And Landry Jones scrambled at one point during the game. And he looked, oh, I he saw looked that. worse than Big Ben trying to run for a first down. <laughs> I mean, it was bad.
0: Oh, God. But now, hey, he made Tom Brady look like Usain Bolt.
1: Credit to him. His team won the game. So That's all that matters,
0: man. <laughs> they were both 0-1. Somebody's bound to get a win, but I don't know, man.
1: I mean, it's crazy to watch some of the... Like, if you would... I mean, there are some people that look like they have general talent. Like, uh, the quarterback from L.A., he had like a rifle of an arm. He can. He's, he's very much a dual threat. Like, he was fun to watch. And then you go across to Landry Jones on the other side of the field. That fat <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> somehow wins the game looking so bad. Throwing, I think, two interceptions. And yet... They just found a way to win the game. It's it was like close a, too. They they started off three. It was three to three, three and a half. Three, three to three and a half, three. and they end up scoring between the two of them. I think over forty points. So they it, was, just it, was, it was on a roll in the second half. It was, it was a good second half of football, and it was good to see the XFL teams finally start to score points. I mean, last week was kind of a little lackluster. Yeah, a, a lot, lot of like, rust. At the same of,
0: time, people are getting used to like a new system,
1: new coaches, a whole new league. I, th- I think as the season goes on, you'll see a lot better football. I think we might see some people really start to stand out. and they I don't want them to, like, dash for the NFL right away, but I think that there's a lot of guys that look like they have a lot of talent and could go play at the NFL level. For example, Cardell Jones. Cardell Jones looks great. I mean, No, he's, he's looking like a boss. I mean, he... Cardell Jones has not lost a game that he has started in since high school. He just—that's crazy. He That's... was just Philip Rivers' backup and was stuck in LA. Where Philip Rivers, I mean, he, hes good. I mean, he throws the ball like a little girl, in my opinion. Like when I watch <laughs> okay. when I watch Philip Rivers throwing motion, I see this like this short armor, but somehow he pull out he game made, week. He made a career out of it, so. But I think, I mean, it would have been interesting to see if you put Cardell Jones in the starting role in L.A. for the Chargers, if mm-hmm. he would have won games. I But think, I, think, I think he's definitely better than half of the backup QBs in the NFL. I mean, I don't think that's something that scouts see wrong. I think they just don't like Cardell Jones as a person. I think he hasn't
0: found his niche yet. Because there's some players, they get drafted in – the wrong team, like, to the wrong team, like, once they found, once they find their niche, once they find a coach that is willing to support them and help them grow, you find
1: that they're just doing good.
0: Yeah. Most definitely. Alright, so for our last segment, we thought of doing this thing called What's on your mind? So pretty much what's on your mind is self-explanatory. It's whatever's on our mind. See, this is not just, like I said before in the intro, this is not just a sports podcast, but whatever we think about talking of, we just say screw it, talk about it. So uh, Josh or Jason? Yeah, as we're joined
1: mind. in studio by none other than Jason Hogue. So Jeez, I, Hogue, Hogue. So I guess we got to ask. The real question here, Jason. What's on your mind, dude? What is on my mind? Um, lately, I've been trying to
2: think about things. Yeah, um, things, things, things. things. <laughs> I recently <What>? moved out. <laughs> Shout out to the uh, good old apartment life. Living now.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what What is a uh, How's it been? Like
2: it's yeah. been pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. The neighbors are a little loud. For my liking, but
0: uh, <laughs> I, I, I,
2: I can understand. Uh, you do you, as they say.
1: Yeah. Ooh, as a as, as, they're as not. a as a respectful neighbor, do you think that your roommate or not roommate, but your your neighbor's being disrespectful by being as loud as he is? I uh, I do. Yeah, I've con- contemplated.
2: Uh, taking it to management, but I'm not a snitch, as they call it. Mm-hmm. Snitches get stitches. So. <laughs> yeah. True. Um, I think I'll just uh, deal with it for the meantime. Maybe. Have you, uh, have you
1: ever thought about going up to uh, the person's door and saying, "Hey, man, I love, uh, I'm your neighbor. Uh, here's like a, a pastry. Try to keep it down. <laughs> <laughs> Here,
0: here's some uh, his munch- some munchies because he's he's definitely a uh, He's definitely on some, or I guess he just likes gaming late at night or something like that. Uh, what I suggest, like Josh said, just be like, hey, man, uh, I I know this is kind of weird, but I was just wondering if you could tone it down a little bit. Like, as long as you're being polite with people, because I had to do this with my roommates and, you know, when I was living in Eugene, we had neighbors that would play Fortnite. I could literally hear it from my room. We like they would be playing Fortnite, be like, fuck, like they'd be like just swearing like a sailor. Just like I knew they were playing Fortnite too, because you know that shotgun sound. I'd be like, oh god, this is and this is the prime of Fortnite. This is like winter 2018 when like everybody's just talking about Fortnite, even like Bleacher Report, like all these like middle schoolers pretty much like forced them into like talking about Fortnite. Uh, so yeah, just like as long as you're being polite, uh, I think they'll understand. Because you know, usually people, you know, they, I feel like it'd be it'd leave a sour taste in their mouth if you just went straight to management. But like if they said like "f you," then you'd have to go to management. I luckily I've never had that interact. Like I, I've never had to do that. <sighs> so so yeah. Anything else? Um, I was thinking this the other day,
2: um, I'm super excited for baseball season, I know we're a sports podcast here, and whatever, yeah, baseball! Um, I've noticed, like, there's a lot of blackouts, so, like, come spring training, I'm just trying to figure out how to watch some of my favorite teams, shout out to the Minnesota
1: Twins. Oh, I mean, the police might come after me for this one, but I use a lot of Reddit when it comes to my streaming services.
0: Slowly raises hand. <laughs>
1: But no, I mean, I think for anyone who's listening to this, I mean, I no matter what sport it was when I was in college, I refuse. Kind of even I'm a college kid, mm-hmm. I refuse to pay extra
0: mm-hmm. for something
1: that I can get for free.
0: Fuck capitalism.
1: So I would go to Reddit, and I go to uh, MLB. I go to MLB streams. I that's why I search into Google. It normally comes up with a website, and I can find a game within like a minute and a minute and a half. I think it's ridiculous that. We have these TV blackouts and issues like that. Because, like, like, I live – we live in the Pacific Northwest, right? Mm-hmm. We don't have mm-hmm. much – I mean, we have the Mariners, but the Mariners suck. Yeah. And Shout out to them. Hopefully yeah. we get the
0: Portland Diamond, uh, Diamonds.
1: Portland Shout Diamond out. Project.
0: Yeah. yeah. Shout out Russell Wilson,
1: Sierra. But if I want to watch – see, because my dad's a big Atlanta Braves fan. We love watching the Braves they're all the way in the other side of the country. So we have a massive blackout to where I might see them once on like maybe Sunday night baseball, but that's about it. Casual day games. I don't get to see those. Yeah. So Reddit's been my place to go to. I'll
2: have to
1: look that up. Give it more thought. And I mean, that's how, that's how I wa- I've watched the Super Bowl on Reddit. Mm-hmm. I've, I've watched like, <laughs> like Watch NFL- multiple NBA games. Oh, NFL Sundays. That's my spot. Mm-hmm. You, you don't even have to pay for red zone.
0: I know it. It feels great. You don't have to give these suckers any of your money. So, if, uh, if you're done there, what, Josh? What's been on your mind? Anything?
1: Anything lately? I think, and this is going to sound controversial. NASCAR is on the rise. That is very,
2: very big.
1: <laughs> Take right here. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I think I think NASCAR's always had a big uh following i think it's it. i mean it's a full countrywide thing they've got races on the west coast if you mean on, country by like it's a well, nationwide nationwide here in eh, United. N-
0: not so much the pacific northwest or just the west more so well
1: South. i mean they they have races on the west coast in california yeah but but like they don't have like a huge extreme like it's a lo- it's a bunch of white people right like yeah. that's who likes NASCAR but like I They're think redneck you're saying I think, <laughs> I think you start to see more cover because like um, Barstool Sports mm-hmm. started covering NASCAR. Dave went to Daytona mm-hmm. today. Go. I think I think as you see and more. Debbie. Oh yeah, shout out Debbie. Hey Debbie, it's if you're hilarious. listening to this, you're the goat. All um, right. I think I think as you see alternative. I wouldn't say they're an alternative, but I think they're alternative to, like, their regular fan base. Mm -hmm. Like, fan base is starting to follow, like, follow these different sports. You might see, like, some sports on the rise. I mean, I personally have – I've gone to a NASCAR race before in Atlanta. And I – and I'm not saying I'm, like, the huge, biggest follower. Mm -hmm. But, like, I think as you get into more alternative ideas, like – Um I started to get you two on NASCAR racing on the Xbox. Oh yeah. (laughs) A lot of fun. This different. It's not something that directly you're like, oh, like I'm gonna go watch a NASCAR race, but you can just hop on and play a quick game, and they're actually a very fun way to get into a sport. I think if you that NASCAR is on the rise.
0: Let me just say, um I thought Rainbow Six Siege and nba 2k brought the most toxic part out of me no take out siege take out 2k nascar heat 4 let me say this again nascar heat 4 a game i never thought i'd ever play is the most toxic community like they don't care like, these kids online, they don't care about winning. They don't care about losing. All they care is that they mess up your day. I was, <laughs> I started out fourth. This is, this is me, for all. Like, I never liked NASCAR. I always make fun of it, especially with those, they're taking another left turn, you know, type jokes. These people are toxic. I started fourth, fourth in a 32 uh, driver race. I ended up 29th. You want to know why? <laughs> because the dude in 30, uh, 30, 32nd place decided, hey, let me screw up Frail's day by completely ramming into him head on. <laughs> is that NASCAR?
1: No. Is it toxic? Yes. But is it a lot of fun? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I think... I think... People get so into their niche, like, you play a lot of, like, shooter and, like, 2K games because you're Mm -hmm. a big basketball guy, but it it took me, someone who knows about the game, to introduce you to something different, and you did have a good time when you were playing together. Like
0: Yeah, I I guess, you know, with me being open-minded.
1: And I think that's a big deal, too. I think that... If I were to bring that up to someone who's closed mind is like NASCAR, like that's such a stupid idea. Yeah. They probably wouldn't even play the game. Like you play the game one time and you had a good time. Not I mean, only it's, that, it's but frustrating, was, but it's oh, oh, fun.
0: It's, it's more fun because I used to watch you on stream and for some reason it just looked fun. I mean, like these cars are like doing multiple flips in the air. This is like car, you know, cars, uh, when Lightning McQueen jumps over that just piles those piles of cars pretty much feels like that not the jumping part but just the fact that there's all these scar these cars stacked up one over another over another uh so yeah yeah uh
1: i mean yeah i mean that's i i generally enjoy that video game now i think it's so much fun Mm -hmm. i mean frail what's on your mind
0: Uh, Closed-minded people. Oh, big topic, big topic. I'm not going to go into detail about anything. Other than uh, there was a Hispanic guy that was talking about how his... I know this is very... This is a more serious topic. I'm just going to say straight up. This Hispanic man was in a meeting with other parents in a middle school talking about bullying. And he seemed very worried about his children. And he talked about what was happening with his son and just getting to what happened with his daughter. And some person said, why won't you move back to Mexico instead? And I just, that just infuriated me. um, Because being from an immigrant family, it it makes you wonder, like, these are American people. Like, just because my background or their background is, like, roots from... Mexico it gives you no right to be like oh why won't you move back to wherever you came from
1: No I think clo- be- closed-minded people are so frustrating to deal with That just it's like I mean I think it's good that like as far as our three friendship goes like we're willing to talk about things and like
0: and that's what I love about our friendship is that we're more open-minded I just can't
1: Closed-minded people, I don't understand their lifestyle. Like, I understand that you're stubborn and that you're entrenched in your opinion. But at the same time, like, if you're not willing to hear the other person on what they think and you don't respect where they're coming from, how are you ever going to make change? Like, we as a society of people have to be open-minded to the issues and have to listen to other people because if we don't we're not going to get anywhere there's nothing nothing's ever going to change we're always going to be at each other's throats there's going to be a lot of hate like and and when you're
0: at each other's throats there's no progression see that's the thing is you know closed-minded people I'm not saying you can't form your own opinion about something because I believe you should but at the same time you should be able to admit Sometimes when you're wrong about something. But you should also be able to defend it. Um, I, I just think it's bogus how you know somebody would just go to that length. And just assuming that they're not an American. Because they probably are. Just because they're Hispanic does not automatically assume that they're an illegal immigrant. And I'm not like... This is not a topic about immigration. This is just about ignorant people these are american people like i know people say like i don't see color and stuff like it which is completely bs like we all see color but you should at least like acknowledge like this person is a fellow american and treat them like so just because they're not of a certain color so yeah Jason, what, what do you
2: think about this? I was going to say, I think we should just go back to what uh, Will Farrell said in Semi-Pro. Uh, everybody love everybody. Uh, uh, retweet. Retweet. Yo, we used to talk
1: about that in yeah. high school.
2: Yeah. No, Will Ferrell, uh, he's Shout my to dude. The, my goat out here, but mm-hmm. uh, Will Ferrell said it best, and we should all live by it. Everybody love everybody. Uh,
0: I don't know if I told you guys, but my top three white people include Will Ferrell. Behind Tony Hawk and Bill Nye.
1: <laughs> God, that's let's, an all- let's be honest, that's bro. an all-star trio right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This it's is an all-star the,
0: game right Literally, now. like the the white people around Mount Rushmore. I guess you could put in uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey. Maybe all right, uh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, I guess this is the end of the podcast. Uh, thank you. If you actually listen this far I know it's a lot of like content if you skipped I don't I don't really care like you know that's still like that means a lot to all of us we,
1: lo- we love we love the people yeah, we're, we're, we're for the, the people we're, we're hey. for the people
0: hey just just know like if if we do get sponsored hopefully by you know bush light maybe even bushwhackers you know so, the bar lights you know yeah hey hey Dave if you're listening to this bro like send us some <laughs> send him some some,
1: Some rules. <laughs> beers. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, guys. Uh, any any you if anyone has any thoughts or anything, you could always tweet at us. Uh yeah. If, frail, frail, what's your what's
0: your at? Oh, my at is uh Frail with that's F-R-A-O-L-E underscore Abraham. That's my Twitter and Instagram.
1: My my Twitter, uh, Josh Dunham17, so Josh J-O-S-H- Dunham D U N H A M seventeen. Uh, I think that's both uh, Instagram and Twitter as well. And uh, this is Jason here.
2: We'll go at my app for Twitter if you wanted to. Uh, Jason J-A-S-O-N Hoag, H O A G One. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Big dog stay on the porch, load